the individual investor show. You bought it all, aren't you? You hear one thing, they all need money. Now let's see if they're brave enough to earn it. Hello and welcome to the Individual Investor Show. My name is Jenna Brashear, your host for this evening. Thanks again for tuning in. I hope you all had a wonderful week. So as we all know, investing in the stock market has never been easier. And every year, technology advances translate into more tools and resources for investors to use. And not to mention, the cost of investing is lower than ever and the variety of assets offered by brokers continue to widen, which makes investing more accessible for everyone involved. So whether you're someone who has stayed with the same broker for 30 plus years, or just want to be able to suggest brokers to a friend or a family member, we released our annual online discount broker guide, which compares the top industry leaders on various offerings and services. Tonight's event is the Individual Investor Show, the Discount Broker Face-Off. So for this week's episode, we sit down with AAII's research team to chat about their findings in our annual discount broker guide. Each year, AAII takes an in-depth look at the current crop of online discount brokers and compares them on their customer service, fee structure, data analysis, educational resources, order interface, and more. And before we jump in, I do want to preface tonight's presentation by reminding our viewers that AAII is a nonprofit educational group and is not a financial advisor, and thus is not able to give personal advice. Every investor is different. That's why our goal with each broadcast and article is to educate you on how to make better financial decisions. So without further ado, sit back, relax, and enjoy our presentation. Hello, Matt. Thanks so much for having a chat with me today about the article in the March AAII Journal, online discount brokers, comparing and contrasting the older and the new. And in regards to your contributions to the online discount broker guide, I wanted to ask you a few questions. Yeah, thanks, Jenna. So the first question I have is, uh, first off, I just want to get a basic understanding. What is an online discount broker and how do they compare to other types of brokers or brokerages? Yeah, so primarily the difference or the distinction for a discount broker um, is with a discount broker and a traditional broker, um, discount brokers came about, uh, I believe it was in the 1970s, uh, with some deregulation um, from the U.S. government as far as um, prices for um, for services. Um, basically, it opened the the industry to um, offering competitive prices, uh, managing your assets. Um, so with discount brokerages, the idea was that individual investors would take more responsibility um, in exchange for you know a discount uh, on, on, the, on the business side. Um, so primarily, when we're looking at online discount brokers, um, we're looking at a company that's offering you the tools um, and platform to manage your own uh, investment decisions and assets. Uh, compared to a traditional broker who is going to be making those decisions for you uh, at a cost. Makes sense. So you pay, play a more active role in, you know, in your investments and take, have a little bit more Precisely. control over that. Okay, excellent. Yeah. And um, so why do you think this discount broker comparison guide is so important for investors, especially individual investors, like you mentioned? Yeah, you know, as I've worked on this article for a couple of years now, um, and I, I think my experience similar too is I think the, the odds that an individual investor would change their 
their broker um, after reading this article is probably small. Um, but it's important, I've found, to keep track of what's happening in, in the industry. Um, it feels like the competition has increased um, so much in the last five years. Um, and there's also been quite, amount, quite a large amount of consolidation um, to keep pace with um, where the, the business trends are going as far as um, technology and, and, and trading. Um, each year, um, we kind of have to adjust how we, uh, especially the last few years, we've had to adjust how we approach the guide, uh, the information we display. Um, and I think that in and of itself is a reason why it's important to look at this guide every year. Um, you know, the information uh, on, a, on a basic level that investors need to think about when it comes to choosing their uh, broker guide has changed so much, or uh, sorry, choosing their broker has changed so much. Um, you know, for instance, this year, uh, we switched to more of a table that shows all features uh, and just kind of confirms whether or not a broker offers one. Um, in the past, our tables were more so highlighting and comparing prices. Um, so I think the broker guide is just, it, it is at a, a basic level. It's, it's just a good reminder of what's occurring in the industry. Um, and that way, you know, if there's needs that you think are not being met by your broker, um, perhaps here are some, um, some options uh, for you to take your, your interests elsewhere. And I could see it. I, I could definitely see, you know, um, people who have been investing for, you know, uh, 30 or 40 years, you know, you know, seeing the maybe a discrepancy in, you know, their broker or something like that and wanting to change or if, you know, just maybe validating that they have the right one that, you know, and then they want to stick with it. So that makes sense. And um, I did want to ask you, so we did survey AAI members um, when compiling a lot of this uh, data. Uh, for the online discount broker guide. So um, I just wanted to get a little about background information on um, how did we survey and what were some interesting findings? Yeah, so you know, our sampling is always, uh, for a survey like this, our sampling is always uh, same kind of basic procedure. Uh, we're looking at nth of membership. Um, from there, it's, you know, just sending out the survey. Um, there's some general questions we ask every year, so that way we have a, a history to look at. Uh, as far as response, and then there's also usually a few new questions. Um, we always try to have some slight angle um, to each each year's broker guide. Um, this year, what I noticed specifically, which I thought was interesting, um, was we, we began, what was interesting this year was the difference in response to um, members' usage of mobile apps. Um, a couple of years ago, we did a broker guide that focused on mobile app usage um, and what kind of offerings brokers uh, offer uh, <laughs> to their mobile apps. Um, at the time, I was actually, maybe it's not surprising for the, the, the demographics um, of AAII in general, um, but you know, I think it was 60% of our members said they didn't use their mobile app. Um, this year, there was actually a pretty sizable difference or change in that now there's 10% uh, more people that are using their mobile app uh, to access their brokerage account. Um, 
I think that's uh, probably one of the more noticeable changes uh, amongst the survey responses we got. Um, I think just the other thing that I find interesting too is when we're looking at these angles for the annual guide, usually it's new features. Um, most of our members tend to uh, probably be a bit lagging in picking those up, um, which I think just points to demographic changes um, and even the changes or differences in what the discount brokers are offering that we're looking at. When we ask about fractional shares or crypto, um, those are typically large promotional items of um, your newer, uh, more basic, bare bones, discount brokers like Robinhood. Um, and, and, you know, our members generally don't really use uh, those brokers. They're using your kind of large top five, um, Fidelity, Schwab, uh, Vanguard. Um, and, and, and so it's, it, it's interesting to see that while there's so much promotional activity, uh, interest and buzz around these new features like fractional shares or crypto, you know, from our survey, uh, it's not, you know, it's not the most important thing that our members are, are interested in. It was interesting. Um, I, I noticed that, you know, just from reading the guide that a lot of people, you know, would, a lot of our members were focused on, you know, security or the accessibility of the trading platforms more than, yeah, like you said, the cryptocurrency or, um, you know, fractional shares portion. So that's, that's interesting to see. Yeah, um, security and privacy got, I think, the highest response. Um, it did. It just, it just seems like one of those, it's almost one of those things you take for granted, but um, I think we're seeing more and more how important that is. Yep, exactly. And and I, I get it, you know, um, when you put your money and information and data, you know, you don't want it to be, uh, you know, used incorrectly or sold or anything else. So it's it makes sense. And um, I did want to ask you, you mentioned, um, you know, uh, having more of a focus on fractional shares and cryptocurrency. Um, but I also wanted to kind of delve into that and also any other uh, additions that we included in this guide um, that brokers were now offering this year. Um, well, really, those are the two main things that uh, we, we looked at. Um, I mean, I think the other, it's not a new trend, but it just continues to be the trend is just the, the race toward, you know, absolute zero. Uh, for prices, uh, as far as fees, uh, especially trading fees, um, you know, really, if you're with a discount broker and you're, you're paying transaction fees for uh, basic securities like ETFs, shares of ETFs or shares of stocks, uh, you shouldn't be paying to trade those anymore. Uh, um, you know, like I mentioned before, that change or that addition or however you want to see it um you know altered totally how we displayed the information uh in this year's annual guide um but no i think really the two uh that being a general background trend the two new uh items are cryptocurrency uh which is is still so nascent it's not really even uh regulated well yet um and fractional shares um you know, fractional shares are interesting because uh, largely that's probably your broker that's taking care of the, the fractional element. Um, so in that case, you're looking for a larger discount broker 
such as Schwab that has the, uh, the trading capacity to offer you that option. Um, you know, smaller discount brokers um, may not offer that. Um, you know, we've also seen fractional shares become a way of getting younger. I guess it's also a target. Uh, again, talking about demographic changes, um, I think fractional shares are aimed more at beginner investors um, or people people with fewer assets to begin with. Um, generally, probably if you are a more experienced investor and already have and start with more uh, savings or disposable income to invest, you're probably less concerned about um, not being able to buy whole shares. And um, so out of, you know, out of the just talking about which companies, you know, we chose for to look at um, how many companies were chosen for the comparison and why did we choose uh, these to compare or contrast? Yeah, uh, I believe we had about 20 or 22. Um, how we choose them, it, it's basically it comes down to what we want, what our members want to see uh, and then what our competitors are, are show, showing their um, uh, readers as well. Um, I know I always look every year at uh, the same types of annual, uh, the same publications of annual broker guides. Um, so I'm always getting new ideas uh, from, from those. But then it's also, again, it's looking right at our member surveys. Uh, what are the brokers that our members are using? Um, so, you know, the ones we want to highlight are obviously uh, what our members are using and what they'll get the most uh, use out of the information of. Um, but when we're looking at other articles uh, and what they're representing, um, that's probably more so where we're going to see our new trends, uh, our new additions, uh, which again, like I said, our members may not be um, from a decision standpoint, they may not be looking to alter their portfolios. Uh, and their investing tactics uh, or strategy wholly uh, based on these, these new additions. Um, but, you know, they still need to know about it. Um, and it's still interesting. Yes, it is really interesting. And I, I, I wanted to ask you about your own opinion of when, you know, com when looking at the guide, um, what area of offerings do you think is most important when it comes to choosing the right discount online broker? So this is, could be for people who are just starting out or people, even though you said that, you know, they may not change, but maybe um, thinking, you know, uh, for other people to recommend or maybe grandchildren or things like that. Yeah. Uh, my thoughts on this, I think, probably tend to run a bit conservative. Um, I think what, what stands out to me is most important, uh, probably is at this point, the discount broker size. Um, when I think about what the size allows the broker to offer someone like Charles Schwab, um, can pretty much offer you any of the tools or platforms you, you probably need as a basic, uh, individual investor. Um, they're going to have strong security and privacy. Uh, they have probably have, they have a large network of customer service, uh, representatives. Um, and then additionally, they have educational resources. Um, I know they do webinars as well too. Um, the, 
offerings they give you for uh, are, are, are very high. Um, and I think because they give you all this, these offerings, um, in some ways the tone or the, 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 the reason they want you on the platform is slightly different. Um, and I guess being a relatively young investor and a relatively recent beginner as an investor, um, what always concerns me about some of the newer uh, discount brokers such as, as, as Robinhood um, is the, the promotional activity. Uh, why, how does Robinhood um, make money? They make money mostly from getting you a trade uh, and then as much, maybe not as much as possible, but as much as, as is reasonable. Um, and that's just because of the size that uh, Robinhood is. Um, Schwab, uh, with all its resources, with all the tools, um, I don't get the feeling that uh, there's there's a feeling of investment in me as an investor, um, and it leaves me more so thinking that the the choices and the decisions are in my hands, uh, and not the sentiment of the market. Um, it's not meme stocks. It's not uh, it's not meme stocks, uh, which you know. It's a cultural thing for Robin Hood to be tied to that. Um, but I think that sentiment is still pretty strong. Um, so yeah, what stands out to me most uh, with a broker is probably its 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 history and scale, um, being in the industry, uh, and that being a way of offering all the tools and platforms that I would need as a, uh, as a learner. And I, and I tend to agree with you. You know, I, I think, you know, I was in the beginning, I think I was thinking of, you know, what specific offerings, but you know, you're right. The size is, is, is actually very um, telling of that. You don't feel like you're being maybe sold to as much You're you know, it's yeah. the, the offerings that they have is already selling you on, on that instead of, you know, Robin hood having to kind of, yeah, like you said, market to you in, in a little bit differently. So it's, it is, it's different. It's whatever you, I guess you wanted and people are going to have different, um, you know, needs and wants, but I, I can definitely see the size being very attractive uh, when making yeah. that decision. Excellent. And um, I did want to ask you, so um, do you think like looking at the overall brokerage uh, broker guide as you know a whole, was were there any standouts? I, I know you mentioned Charles Schwab a lot, um, but if there is any, um, you know, specific standouts or, you know, and if so, for what reasons? Um, you know, this is, is one of the things that I started to, to light upon last year with last year's guide. Um, I have a hard time picking one standout broker, especially amongst a group of 20. Um, but the, the main reason why it's so hard is because um, it, it feels like we're in such a period of time where uh, lots of different companies uh, involved in financial, personal finance are taking advantage of the, you know, the internet and digital tools uh, and the cheapness that this affords um, to, to offer so many different types of products and services. Um, you have uh, companies that are more so known for personal financing of debt um, who are moving into offering uh, something closer to brokerage services or even like a robo-investor portfolio. Um, you know, um, it, it, the, the, you have some, right, that are, you have some brokers that are going to offer you more banking services um, alongside 
um, almost like a hybrid approach uh, really between a broker and say like a, a credit card company or a debit company or your um, your banking company um, it it there's so many new features amongst some of these um, innovative companies it, it's hard to pick just one that stands out um, I think probably for each category there's probably one broker right that shines as the best example uh, you know I'm always using and talking about Charles Schwab just because that's my experience that's my broker I know uh, what I'm talking about relatively speaking uh, there um, but but no I think if not one stands out to me it's it's just that there's such a diversity uh, of options and choices right now it's it's hard to just pick one on one uh, one variable. That's good. Well, thank you so much for making time to chat with me today, Matt. I really appreciate Thanks, it. I, I learned so much about uh, the Discount <laughs> Online Broker Guide, and uh, I definitely want to delve into it a little bit more on my own. Um, I just wanted to remind members that uh, they can access this year's guide by visiting aai.com slash journal. And yeah, thanks again, Matt, and uh, have a wonderful rest of your day. Thanks, Jenna. You too. Hi, Adam. Thanks so much for making time to chat with me today about the article in the March AAII journal, Online Discount Brokers Comparing and Contrasting the Older and the New. And so as part of the AAII research team, I just wanted to ask you a few questions about your contributions to this year's annual guide. So my first question I have for you is, uh, why does AAII do a comparison of online discount brokers every year? Yeah, I'm sure something that's uh something that readers often wonder as well but you know despite the you know the general content of the article and the layout being very similar uh the reason that we are doing the same or similar article year over year uh is primarily due to the differences in the landscape as brokerages continue to change and uh for example uh you know three years ago fees were something that was very common uh and at this point in time a lot of those fees have been completely uh, foregone. So it's nice to uh, see what kind of changes are happening year to year uh, and generally what is happening with brokers that we've covered in the past, as well as new ones that we are choosing to include. Excellent. And yeah, that's a good resource for, you know, new investors and seasoned investors as well. Definitely. Uh, um, so you did cover, so in, in you did the portion on robo advisory services. So I want to ask you in the annual discount broker guide, you looked at data in regards to robo, robo advising as a whole. So uh, what is robo-advising and how does it work? Yeah, so there's a couple of different uh, formats of robo-advising, uh, although I would say the most common is probably using uh, utilizing one of the brokerages such as Wealthfront or Betterment or Acorns. Uh, and what it does is uh, there's sometimes a fee associated with it, uh, but the ones that are more centered around it, there typically is no fee. Uh, and it is essentially a survey of what the investor's needs are and their, their pursuant strategy. Um, and yeah, and then the robo uh, advising and uses AI to uh, correctly determine the allocation of uh, whatever type of investing you're doing. So for someone more aggressive, that may include uh, more exposure to large cap ETFs. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's typically, it's just a survey uh, which then meets your needs uh, accordingly. And what does the growth of robo-advisory services indicate for online brokerages? Uh, you know, I think certainly everybody can agree that AI and machine learning are going to slowly 
uh, overtake a lot of different aspects from social media uh, to general technology and how businesses are run. Uh, but what I think this necessarily indicates is that as this technology is improving over time, uh, more brokerages are going to be utilizing some of these features uh, to help investors. And, you know, I think it's definitely important to note that you can have a robo-advisory brokerage and have a separate brokerage account. Um, and sometimes that's beneficial for, especially if you're setting money aside or you want to treat it more so as a, uh, not necessarily a retirement account, but a money, an account where you're putting money into, uh, whether, whether sporadically or in lump sums. Excellent. So you don't have to decide on either or, you can also have, you know, multiple accounts as well. Yep. That's awesome. And, uh, you know, at, here at AAII, we, you know, we talk about stock charts and stock screens quite a lot, just because, you know, we're really, like, really uh, mm -hmm. data driven. So I wanted to ask you about the stock charting portion of the comparison guide. Uh, what, why do you think it's important to have stock, ch stock charting as an option on online discount brokerages? Yeah. Um, you know, I've spoken to this before with, uh, with my colleagues, but, uh, you know, I really, uh, dislike an app such as, uh, Robinhood. Uh, and the reason for that is you are given a line on a chart with a price, uh, with not a lot of flexibility to choose, uh, how you want the chart to look, uh, adding different indicators, uh, drawing your own, uh, support resistance lines and the like. Um, so it is very, whereas, you know, with maybe a more advanced brokerage, you're able to have such features. And that's very important to have. Um, and it gives a lot more depth to your investing uh, and for executing on your strategies. Makes sense. And you touched on a lot of actually really good, uh, you know, key features that chartings, you know, mm -hmm. should have. In your opinions, uh, what do you think is the most important uh, charting capability to have on an online brokerage account? Sure. Um, you know, I think the drawing of lines is maybe something overlooked and maybe not as important for uh, someone following a more technical based strategy. Uh, therefore, you know, I'd have to say that the ability to uh, add different indicators to your charts or that overlay the charts, such as moving averages uh, or things that can go below the chart, such as uh, relative strength index, uh, are very useful and definitely provide more depth. Um, and yeah, you know, I would say something that gives you options to what you want to be looking at is very essential for having charting capabilities. And, you know, you covered the trading platforms as a whole. So um, I wanted to ask you, can you explain how you researched the different trading comparisons in the overall comparison? Yeah. So, you know, trading platforms, uh, it's kind of a unique section because it really has a lot to do with user experience, which is going to be different from one person to another. Um, and for me, I actually researched and looked at the brokerages and their layout uh, in addition to uh, what you can actually do with the brokerage. Um, but overall, you know, you want something that is not too crowded on your screen, uh, but you want something that is understandable and easy to use um, as a user and is, and is attractive to a user. That's a lot. I could see that being a very, you know, very important for a lot of investors, especially if they're, mm -hmm. you know, using on their desktop or mobile, depending on their preference. Um, and then also, it, you know, it was mentioned in the article that certain online brokerages were geared towards certain levels of investors, such as novice, intermediate, advanced. Uh, mm -hmm. So which, which brokerages were better for each category and why do you think this is the case? Uh, you know, I think something that people will notice is that the ones that were classified more 
uh, towards beginner investors are ones that heavily either heavily utilize robo advisory services or ones that don't give a lot of depth, such as Robinhood, which I believe uh, was one in there. Um, and so really, like I said, a lot of the differences come in what additional features uh, can be had from stepping up. So, you know, I think uh, something to highlight is definitely Acorns and Betterment. Uh, I think those are very simple robo-advisory ones that have good layout, um, as well as Stash uh, and Stockpile is another very interesting one to consider. So. Uh, again, I, I am going to say that I think all of them deserve uh, attention, uh, but I will say those were very, uh, you know, critical to that novice section. Uh, more to the intermediate, uh, you know, I can't speak highly enough about Webull. That's the one that I prefer to use. Uh, uh, I think it gives you a lot of options for both using it on a desktop and on a on your mobile device. And um, overall, these ones are much more flexible. Uh, you have a lot more options uh, than ones in the novice. Uh, and as for advanced, um, I think it will be no surprise to the ones that are in there, which includes Charles Schwab, E-Trade, uh, Fidelity, TD Ameritrade, and all of these brokerages that are really staples for uh, someone who's an advanced investor. Uh, you know, they give you not only a lot of options, but they have a great layout. And uh, yeah, I can't recommend those ones enough. And yeah, they, thank you for commenting on that. I, I, I definitely can see where, you know, where uh, even at AAI, our members, you know, are that are more seasoned or more advanced, you know, they tend to, you know, want more resources and education tools and, um, you know, actual uh, stock screens and capabilities like that versus our, you know, uh, it changes depending on your, if you're novice or intermediate. So it makes sense. Mm -hmm. And um, overall, what can investors learn um, from reviewing the annual discount broker comparison? You know, I, I spoke to it in that first question you asked me actually, but uh, I think overall uh, the landscape is changing with how brokerages are going to be utilized as uh, by institutions and individuals. Um, and I think it's important to note the differences and to find the one that best meets your needs uh, because there's a lot of them out there. Obviously we had some new additions such as Moomoo this year, uh, which was one that I had never heard of previously. Uh, but all of these brokerages deserve equal attention to uh, maybe understand what you like and what you don't like about a brokerage. So. Overall, you know, as a as an individual, you have to pick the one that best meets your needs. And you know, so we talked about you know stock charting and trading platforms. Um, mm -hmm. Out of all of these different sections, what do you think, um, in your own opinion, is the most important to have, or what would make um, like a, be almost like a make or break it um, if you're trying to decide which brokerage to use? You know, I think again, I think this one's very preference based. Um, but in terms of the sections that I covered, I you know. I actually find trading platforms, uh, the section just about uh, the layout and the utility of the brokerage to be the most important. Um, I think at the end of the day, if you're gonna be looking at something a lot, you want to make sure that uh, you understand it and that you like looking at it and you know you can use it on a day-to-day -day basis. So uh, I definitely think that's very important. And like I also mentioned, you know, if you're beyond that novice level, I think uh, having stock charting capabilities is essential uh to you know growing your strategy and to uh learning more about investing so excellent well thank you again for chatting with me today adam i really appreciated learning more about the online uh, discount broker comparison guide so um i just want to mention real quick that members can view this guide in the march 2022 aaii journal issue by visiting aaii.com journal so uh yeah thank you so much again and uh, have a great rest of your evening thank you you too 
Hi, Jack. Thanks so much for joining me today to discuss the newest article in the AAII journal, Online Discount Brokers Comparing and Contrasting the Older and the New. And as a member of AI's research team, we wanted to chat with you about uh, what was covered in this year's annual guide. So I'll just jump into the first uh, question. Uh, what role did you play in researching for the Online Discount Broker Comparison Guide? Yeah, so um, each person was assigned uh, different brokerages and uh, they were uh, to kind of compile and do the data based on that and try to find out the similarities and differences between the uh, the brokers that uh, are out there today. And additionally, I compiled the um, and wrote the section on mobile trading apps, as well as um, doing the user surveys that were sent out to AAII members. Excellent, excellent. And, uh... So uh, from pre previous years, was there anything new or anything that is that changed uh, between comparison guides from year to year? Um, I would say this year was more um, just kind of uh, comparing uh, what was already out there and letting people kind of more of a general sense of what's out there and wh what they should be looking for. Um, I know in years past, they did more focus on mobile apps and um, focus on uh, fractional shares and stuff like that and new features or uh, I think the previous year was um, actually fees because a lot of brokerages started dropping uh, uh, trading fees. So that's kind of just like a standard thing now. So we wanted to do more of a general article this year. Well, excellent. And um, so you covered the mobile trading apps, like you said, uh, section. And so I wanted to ask you, in your own opinion, why do you think having um, app like an app in addition to a website gives certain online discount brokers uh, more of an advantage? Yeah, I would say it's just the ease of use and ease of access. You know, everyone in this day and age, most people have their phones on them. And so being able to maybe not necessarily make trades all the time, you can do that on the app, but um, just even look at your account balances or make look at your different um, stocks or whatever uh, different equities that you have and see how they're performing throughout the day. I think it's just a great advantage that we have today with the use of mobile apps. Very true. And um, so as far as the app only discount brokerages, brokerages that we looked at, how did they me measure up and uh, which ones were there? Yeah, so actually all the brokerages that we covered have their own uh, app. Like I said, it's kind of just become a mainstay in today's age, obviously. Um, just apps and mobile uh, devices in general gaining so much popularity. Um, some stood out more than others, obviously. There's companies that put way more time and effort and research into their into their product. The companies like Schwab and TD Ameritrade, they have uh, much more in-depth and some of them, TD Ameritrade and Schwab themselves have multiple apps. So um, it's just kind of what you prefer and what you're looking for. So that's kind of why we did this article and trying to compile and let people know what's out there. And uh, as, as far as uh, you covered also the digital security and customer support, both two, you know, two really important things to have um, when looking at, you know, uh, discount brokerages. So I did want to ask you, um, how did AAI members, uh, the ones that we were surveyed, that we surveyed, um, how do they feel about the importance of digital security when it comes to choosing a brokerage? Yeah, so we uh, surveyed members, they were given 15 characteristics um, and they were asked to rank what is most important to least important. And of the responses, 96% said that security was the most important to them. So we thought that this was very important that we um, go over and cover this in the article. So I think everyone can uh, relate to that. They want their finances secure and they want to make sure that their um, their money is where they know it is. So uh, digital security makes a lot of sense for why it would be the most important. I completely agree with that. 
And um, you did mention in the article, um, what is, uh, so I wanted to cover a little bit about um, what is SOC2 compliance and why is it so important for online brokerages to um, you know, manage and report? Yeah, so it was actually, it's an auditing procedure developed by the American Institute of CPAs, the AICPA. And so basically this makes sure that an external firm has to come in and this applies to any company that works with um, people's personal data. They have to, uh, an external audit basically on their services and make sure that like the privacy, security, confidentiality, all that stuff is up to up to standards and um, make sure that everyone has their personal data protected. Yeah, that's that's great. And um, so as far as when we uh, talking about customer support, so the second part of um, the portion of the article, how did customer service rank as far as importance for AAII members? Yeah, so customer service was actually the second most right after um, personal security and privacy with uh, 91% of people saying that this was the uh, most important factor to them. So I would say obviously ranks right up there with um, security because in the same reasons, people want to make sure that they have access. And when there's a problem, they want to make sure that they can uh, get it quickly resolved. So people want to be able to um, reach out to the company if they feel like there's something wrong and have a swift and quick resolution, especially when there's something, when there can be thousands of dollars on the line. Yeah, I can, I can only imagine. And as far as like in the age of digital and mobile apps, how important is customer service and having in-person advisory or assistance compared to just, you know, talking with a bot or a chat service or something like that? Yeah, so having having a bot versus in-person is very important to some people. Obviously, they would rather just talk to a person. But, you know, some problems are, can be very minuscule. And uh, so having this ability to have like pers- uh, automated services and replies right away it could really help someone um, like res- resolve their problem a lot faster. Um, obviously, there's issues that need to be handled with a higher up. So a lot of time, how the process works is you would go and talk to the bot first, and then if it's still not resolved, then they would push you to the customer service. But you know, a lot of these companies have millions of people uh, on their app, and so there's problems every day. So they can't have a, a full service team ready to go for every individual person. But um, mostly every company has a uh, uh, like a live chat uh, that you can call, as you can see, like on the table. But um, some don't offer this, and some only offer the bot. So if if customer service is very important to you, like it is to a lot of members, um, that might be something to keep in mind when trying to decide which brokerage you want to go with. And um, in in your own opinion, uh, from the list uh, regarding customer support, uh, which company stood out if there were any in this category? Yeah, I think. Um, I don't want to sound like a broken drum, obviously, um, or broken records, broken drum. Uh, but uh, a lot of these companies, um, like the bigger companies, just do the best. And that's why they're the big companies. So um, the Schwabs, the TDs, the Fidelities, you know, these companies have millions of dollars of resources available to you um, to use. So uh, that includes customer service. And so it, that's why they're the big companies. And that's why they continue to be the big companies. Great. And um, just kind of to look at the comparison as a whole, uh, what can investors learn from reading this article and this or this comparison guide? Yeah, I think this guide is extremely helpful um, when trying to decide what a bro- which brokerage you want to use or maybe see what another brokerage has to offer. A lot of these uh, brokerages have um, just sort of a, a base level where everything it's kind of just a standard now. But, you know, there is some some of these companies that have uh, things that stand out or uh, different services that they're able to offer. So 
just kind of understanding and seeing what might be out there is uh, very helpful to our members, I think. I agree. And um, so when you were compiling uh, the, you know, the information that we were looking at for the comparison guide, um, did anything surprise you or anything, um, you know, maybe thought that you, you thought one thing and then you started really looking at the data and uh, it just was, uh, it, it has changed over time? Um, just, yeah, I would say just regarding uh, how many brokerages there are in general. I mean, there's a lot that I had not heard of previously. And now that I'm, I'm more aware that they're there. And um, so I think it's sort of uh, it's it's sort of crazy to think about how big investing has grown. And we've seen this huge boom, especially just over the last two, three years. And um, I think it's just going to grow as more people uh, learn and and understand why investing is so important. Great. And I think, yeah, all these, you know, having a good you know, mobile platform and having, you know, additional security. These are all things that, you know, people want in their, in the apps that they're, you know, they're investing in. So it makes it even more attractive for just the average Joe to start investing, which is excellent. And, um, and you know, just to sum it all up, I, I wanted to ask, you know, when you were comparing, compiling the data, what did you learn from working on this year's online discount broker guide? Um, just looking at the data, I would say, uh, I learned actually how secure and like how much effort goes into these um, uh, mobile apps. And um, so personally, I would I wrote the section on mobile apps. So just kind of understanding like the baseline procedures that uh, take place and like learning things about like the the um, audit procedures, the so the SOC two compliance. Like I thought that was very interesting. I had never heard of stuff like that before. So just seeing like all the procedures and underlying stuff that you don't really think about uh, that are in place. Uh, I thought that was reassuring somewhat and, and pretty impressive. Hey, Jack, I have, I really learned a lot about uh, digital security, customer support, and understanding, you know, how important these uh, aspects are to the, you know, uh, individual investor. So, uh, yeah, I, I appreciate you taking the time, and I hope you have a great rest of your day. Thank you. You too. Thanks. Hi, Dylan. Thanks so much for taking the time to talk with me today about the article in the March AAII journal, Online Discount Brokers, Comparing and Contrasting the Older and the New. What role did you play in researching for the Online Discount Broker Comparison Guide? So my specific sections focused on education and beginner resources and research and analysis tools. In your own opinion, why do you think the number of educational resources is important when selecting a brokerage? Um, because I think the num number of educational resources is a chance for individual investors to learn more about various investments and potentially broaden their horizons. So if a brokerage doesn't have a sufficient amount of educational resources, it essentially could limit what the investor can do in the future. What specific resources could be beneficial for novice investors to look up in a brokerage? Specific resources that I always look at and I think that are very beneficial for all investors would be analyst reports. Um, I would just look at the company's uh, guest copy of their statements that you can find typically in any uh, brokerage website. Um, and then the other ones I would look at would be just maybe a couple of their ratios. So. Um, you know, if they've got a dividend yield, market cap, things like that. Follow up, are there specific resources even advanced investors may find helpful? Did any brokerages have more advanced tools rather than just simple investing basics? 
So for advanced investors, I would say it really comes down to picking your strategy. And once you have a strategy that's picked, you can use more advanced screeners and things of that nature to really hone in on specific areas. Which brokerage, if any, stood out in this category for offering educational resources? Yeah, I'd say that Charles Schwab offered a lot of educational resources and as well as TD Ameritrade. They had a wide variety of um, things just on across the board with a ton of different investments. So things like options insight, um, stocks, bonds, everything. What types of analytics or research tools may investors find helpful? I'd say analytics and research wise, uh, stock screeners, bond screeners, but also, like I said previously, analyst reports have a lot of more industry analysis. And I think that's a huge part of investing is understanding the industry you're investing in. Which brokerage accounts had more in-depth analytical features rather than just the basics? Again, this would be the large brokers such as um, Charles Schwab, TD Ameritrade, Merrill Lynch. You had a ton of analyst reports you could access. You had a ton of um, just overall data, financial metrics, ratios pertaining to liquidity, leverage, um, all sorts of metrics that can help you kind of determine, is this a smart investment for me? Why should an investor care about the research and analysis tools an online brokerage may offer? You should care because um, essentially when you pick a broker, you're kind of picking a spot to begin your investment uh, career. And if you don't have the sufficient analytical and research tools, uh, you're going to have to either find that from a different resource, which can be challenging, and it's going to sort of thin your resources. In your opinion, should investors look out for online brokerages that have tools developed with mobile interface in mind? How does this help? I think it can help, but I also feel that there's only so much you can put on a mobile device. You're better off, you know, getting that um, desktop platform. However, I think mobile apps are helpful in the sense that you can check your portfolio, maybe read something. But as far as maybe more advanced technical tools like screens and things like that, it might be more difficult. So I would say it really is about kind of finding the balance. Were there any brokerages that stood out in this category? Yeah, so I would say in terms of uh, brokerages that have mobile apps, one that comes to mind is obviously Robinhood. Um, something to keep in mind, though, is the mobile app kind of space is still very much growing. So a lot of these new um, apps are not yet um, perfected. And a lot of the analysis and tools that you would find on your desktop might not be available on a phone. However, some of the more mainstream, larger brokerages like Charles Schwab, they have an app as well. Overall, what can investors learn from the annual discount broker comparison? I think the key takeaway is that every brokerage app and website have, you know, they have different features and it really depends on you as an investor, where your level of expertise is, what do you want your experience to be? And the brokerage article, um, provides an in-depth kind of look at a variety of different categories and some of the more prominent brokers in each category. What did you learn from putting this annual comparison together? 
So I learned that there's a ton of options and they really are not all the same. There is varying um, levels of, I guess, I guess expertise levels. I don't really know how to put it from beginner to advanced. Some are much better for beginners versus some are better for advanced really. Is there anything else you'd like to highlight from the article that we didn't mention here? So one thing I'd like to highlight is I think this is a good read because every investor is different and catering to the individual investor, not everyone's going to look the same. And I think this brokerage article highlights the key differences and things that um, every investor should look for in a broker and really to understand your specific needs and to get one that tailors to those needs, you have to really take your time and look at all the options. Well, thanks again for chatting with me today, Dylan. Members can view this guide in the March 2022 AAII journal issue by visiting www.aaii.com journal. Hi, Sean. Thanks so much for making the time to talk with me today about the article in the March AAII journal, Online Discount Brokers, Comparing and Contrasting the Older and the New. What role did you play in researching for the Online Discount Broker Comparison Guide? Yeah, so I researched a handful of uh, brokers such as JP Morgan, uh, Merrill, and a few others, uh, and collected information on them based on a wide range of different categories, and then took a more in-depth dive looking at the different investment options that all the brokers offered. Awesome. What should investors consider before choosing an online discount broker? I'd say the most important thing would be uh, understanding their needs and goals as an investor. There are uh, such a wide variety of options for brokers with a lot of different offerings. So the most important thing is understanding the style of investing that you want to do and your goals. In the article, you mentioned fractional share trading. What is this and why do you think brokers are now offering this as an option to the investors? Yeah, so fractional share trading allows you to, instead of having to buy a full shares, you can buy half or a quarter of a share. So for example, stock like Chipotle, that's fairly expensive. If you couldn't afford that, or if uh, you didn't want to invest uh, so much money to buy the full uh, share of the stock, then you could buy a set dollar amount that you want, or say half a share or a quarter share. And that allows a lot more younger investors who typically don't have as much money to be able to invest in stocks like that. That's really cool. Which online broker added the option to trade cryptocurrency this year? In your own opinion, what do you think this indicates? Yes, there are actually quite a few I was surprised to find that are offering cryptocurrency like uh, Robinhood, Webull, uh, Stash, and a number of others, uh, mainly offering Bitcoin and Ethereum were the most common. TD Ameritrade as well offers Bitcoin futures, which stood out as unique. And I think this just shows um, the more mainstream adoption of cryptocurrency over the past year and how big it's becoming, even with companies as big as JP Morgan offering that to clients now as well. So it's really cool to see. Why should investors care about the types and amounts of investment options offered before choosing an online discount broker? Yeah, so it's important for them to understand if the broker has the tools uh, and investment options and vehicles that they want that will best meet their needs. So if they're more passive investor, if it has more mutual fund and ETF offerings, 
if they want to be more diversified, having bond offerings, um, ETFs as well, individual stocks, things like that. Similarly, why would an investor worry about an online discount broker offering various orders and types? Yeah, so if you're more of a technical trader who uses uh, more technical analysis and charting and tools like specific order types like stock limits and things like that, it's important that you pick a broker that allows you to use those tools to match your investing style. Follow up to that. Should an investor care if their brokerage doesn't offer these options? Would this constitute a switch? Uh, I think if they were looking to change up their style of investing or their broker maybe didn't offer all of the things that they would want to include in their investing, whether that be the order types, like you mentioned, or um, say they wanted to get involved in cryptocurrency, then maybe that would be an opportunity to explore some of the other brokers that are out there and see if there are others that better fit their needs. Overall, were there any online brokers that stood out in this category? Uh, yeah, for me personally, I would say TD Ameritrade stood out uh, number one for their cryptocurrency offering uh, with Bitcoin futures. They were the only broker uh, in the guide that actually offered that. And along with that, they offer uh, pretty much all investment types, bonds, mutual funds, ETFs, a wide variety of order types as well um, and overall just really checked all the boxes so what can investors learn from the annual discount broker comparison yeah i think the main thing that they can learn is that there are a wide number of options out there and they can find something that best fits their needs and they don't have to necessarily stick with one broker they can explore others and kind of fit find which ones that they like best and which ones best meet their investing style and their investing needs. What did you learn putting this annual comparison together? Yeah, kind of similar. There were a lot of brokers out there that uh, I didn't even know existed. So I learned a lot about that and all the different options they had. And um, the main thing that stood out with that was the large number of brokers that offered cryptocurrency. I feel like that's something that's still relatively new. So it's kind of surprising to see um, the large number that are offering that now already. Awesome. Is there anything else you'd like to highlight from the article that you didn't mention here? Uh, yeah, so I'd say um, for beginner investors, there are actually a lot of options out there as well with companies uh, such as Acorn, which is in the broker's guide. Uh, they don't actually offer investing in specific stocks, but what they do is uh, they focus more on the beginner category. So they allow you to invest with their specific portfolios that they make. Um, to make it a little bit more easy and understandable for newer investors, which I thought was pretty cool. Well, thank you so much, Sean, for taking the time and talking with me today. Um, and thanks for all your insights. They're really helpful. Thanks for having me. And now for a message from our friends at Discover Bank. We know as individuals interested in building investor wealth, you never want your money to be idle. Even small dollar amounts for short amounts of time should be working for you. With that, we're pleased to share information from our partner, Discover Bank, on deposit accounts that keep your money moving. You can choose from several options to help you meet your short-term or long-term financial goals. The best part? All of the deposit accounts offer preferred member rates. Take a look. With Discover, you can earn over five times more interest than the national savings average with preferred member rates and pay no fees. That's no fees, period. Plus, no minimum balance is required. 
You can access your AAII member savings account with Discover Bank from your smartphone or tablet, so it's easy to keep your money moving in the right direction. Open an AAII online savings account to start saving for the future today. Visit aaii.discoverbank.com to learn more. We hope you enjoyed tonight's broadcast. I want to thank Matt, Adam, Jack, Sean, Charlie, and Dylan for delving into each section of the guide with me. It was really interesting to see what AAII members thought were most important when it comes to online discount brokers, as well as all of the new additions and trends we saw this year. As always, please remember to click the subscribe button if you'd like to be alerted of future II shows. And you can always catch a replay of tonight's event on our YouTube channel, and make sure to register for any upcoming AAII events and webinars by visiting aaii.com webinars. And if you're an investor that's on the go and want to catch us while driving or going for your daily walk, you can now follow us on all your favorite podcast platforms such as Spotify, iTunes, and more. Also, members can view the complete guide in the March issue of the AAII Journal by visiting aaii.com journal. And with that, we wish all of you viewing good health, good fortune, and a great evening. Happy investing! Thank you.